0: Hi, I'm Brandy and I'm Angelina and welcome to talk 40 to me. We're having all the candid conversations you'd have with your bestie.
1: Join us as we unpack life in our 40s and all the questions that led up to this next chapter.
0: Hi, everyone. This is Brandy and this is Angelina. Welcome back to another episode of talk 40 to
1: me. Yay. I feel like every time we get on here, I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm so excited, but I really am so excited. I am just, we are having so much fun doing this. And I have to say, thank you so much to everybody who is continuing to listen and support us on this journey. It's amazing. And I have someone on the show today that I met years ago when I started getting into blogging. Um, Angel is the force behind dashing darlings. If you guys don't follow her, you need to, and you can find her handle in our show notes, but she has a lifestyle, affordable fashion and motherhood, um, Instagram and blog. So, so many things. And she shares her everyday inspiration finds this girl's got 92,000 plus followers y'all. And she's a mom of four. And can I tell you, she is such a bright light. The first time I met her, it's just, she radiates positivity and happiness. And she's just one of those people that you just, you want to be friends with. You want to be around her. You want to learn more about her. And so I'm going to let her talk and share more, but Angel, thank you so much for being here.
2: Hey, well, thank y'all for having me. It's such an honor to be with y'all today.
1: Why don't you just tell everybody about you and, you know, your family and your, what you do.
2: Born and raised in Louisiana in a little bitty town called Laplace. I was actually born in my parents' house in the front room. So I've actually been here my entire life. What? (laughs) And her friend down the street cut the cord. So they were like little home nurses. So I technically have been in St. John Parish literally since I was a baby. And got married at the ripe age of 19. Been married next year, 25
0: years. Congratulations. Wow.
2: We're already planning a trip. I'm like, we're going to Greece. I don't care what the kids have going on. We're going to Greece for our 25th. So um, we waited a long time to have kids. And we had, I was like 27 by the time I had my first one. So we were married almost eight years before we had kids. And bam, I have a 11, 13, 15 and 17 year old. And they keep me very busy. Three boys, one girl. And when they were little, this, I'm going to explain a little bit of how I even got into this world. I was yeah. a pre-K teacher, cheer coach. And so I had kids and I couldn't do that anymore. When I had kids, I was so pooped. I had to like, I was couldn't be traveling with the basketball team no more, the football team. I was like, I'm done, I can't do cheer coach. Pre-K, heck no, with a baby, like there was no way. I was like, I gotta make money. My husband's a teacher and a coach, we don't have no money and I need to shop. That was my incentive always. I needed to make money so I can shop. And so I started babysitting at home and then I was like, you know what? Do y'all remember those necklaces from J.Crew that became popular? The bubble necklace. It was all over Pinterest. hundred and some dollars. Do y'all remember
1: that? Like yeah.
2: all crazy necklaces. Well, this is how blogging began for me. was like, I can find these necklaces for a fraction of the cost and I could sell them and make a profit. That's how Dashing Darling came about. And I was a jewelry person. had jewelry shows, sold all these gaudy necklaces that J.Crew would have in their store for a hundred dollars. And I would sell them for like 20 bucks. I was getting them for like $5, $6, cause I would buy in bulk. And then um, that's how it began. I started making my side hustle because my husband was only giving me $25 a month for clothing. He's a type A budget guy. Oh
1: no, that's not enough. <laughs>
2: no, $25, I was like, what am I gonna do with $25? I can't even buy like a whole outfit. And he's like, well, save it up. You'll get a new outfit every three months. And that's that's just how he's wired. So anyway, I started selling jewelry and then I started making handmade jewelry and selling it in boutiques and I would style it. And that is how Dash and Drawing was birthed from me just wanting to have a side hustle jewelry and then needing money. And then um, I was like, okay, all right, God, this is amazing, this is fun. And I get to make money and that's how it all began with blogging. So my kids have definitely been a big part of that. They're very supportive. My husband's very supportive. And it just grew from there. But that was the, there was no big idea. Pinterest and bubble necklaces were the big idea at the beginning of it.
1: And how many years has it been? So that was in 2015 when I launched the jewelry.
2: And then I started my blog within that same year. So 2016.
1: And I've seen, you know, and I've known you for a few years. I've been able to see your your growth. I mean, it's just been You've exploded, really, I feel like, in the last five years. Yes. What do you think was the, what What was it? So I am
2: a very, I don't know if y'all do the Enneagram. I love the Enneagram. Yes. We, oh,
0: so- we talk about the Enneagram like, Probably on almost every episode we yes. have because we're <laughs> kind of obsessed with it too. <laughs> my kids are
2: like, oh, please stop. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I could totally tell. I'm like, they are definitely a three or oh. I'm like, they're definitely a five. Like, and they're like, why do you do this all the time? For me, it helps me connect with people. And I'm like, I give people more grace because I'm like, oh, they're one. I'm married to a one. I get it. Like, I don't take it personal when a one likes to be in charge and very... And if they get snippy with him, like, it's just how they're wired. It's not me. Mm-hmm. So it's, it helps me with relationships. It makes me like have more grace with people because I'm a 100%, maybe 99.9% seven.
1: I don't know a seven. I'm excited to meet.
2: Oh, well, set, you better be glad I'm here. Sevens <laughs> may
1: not show up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an eight.
2: <laughs> okay. So I have a little bit of eight, so I can be a leader and I can take charge and I'm good with it, but I'd rather be in in the seven world and not have to tap into it, but I can see, I don't even know where I was like going with that. Oh, how it grew. Honestly, I think for me, what benefited me was that I never, um, I I don't put a lot of pressure on myself. And that's the the downfall of a seven where I just kind of go with the flow. And from the beginning, like I just showed up at fashion week in 20, I think it was 2016, my first fashion week, maybe 2017. I mean, I had maybe 20,000 followers. I don't, I didn't even care. I was like, I'm going Fashion Week. I have a blog, I'll blog about this. I hired a photographer to follow us around, like acting like I was big stuff. And balling on a budget in, at New York Fashion Week, I was cracking up, I bought all my outfits from ASOS and I had a certain amount to spend on each one. And that's just how I've always just approached it. Just like, go have fun, do your best. If people love it, or if they don't love me, oh well. Um, I'm gonna share my outfits, if they like me, they don't have to like me, they don't have to like my outfits, whatever, buy them, don't buy them, I'm gonna be me. It is my job, but it's not every day what defines Angel. It's like, I can put Angel out here on my blog, or I could not, and um, I've never let my blog define who I am. I've, I've defined it by just being myself. I think that that's where the growth came. It's just because I'm more relatable than your average person. Because I'm a mom, four, there's other things that take priority. I think the relatability there is a big part of it and consistency. I've definitely been consistent, but target finds Amazon finds who doesn't love all that. And then people have loved follow my family and have loved to watch the progression of my kids and their ages. Like that's a big thing. My most story views are when I show my kids and it could be Bella's homecoming outfit or it could be whatever. And it's like, they shoot. I always show Bella. I'm like, Bella, you're the reason. Look, I have 10,000 views on my stories and it's a picture of her, so it's really cool. That I love that people love my family as much as I want to show them. You know,
0: it's it's so fascinating, and and you hear of a lot of content creators who started out just that this was a hobby, and it became something so much more than they could have ever imagined. And I love those stories. How does it feel? I mean, when you put your family out into the universe, right? Like the social universe, how do you protect or balance privacy and knowing that like so many people are going to see, you know, their faces, you just hear different perspectives. So I would love yours. Right.
2: Okay. So this to me points back to me being a seven, a free spirit. I feel like I don't, I probably don't worry enough about that kind of stuff. I probably am like, here, look at my look at, at, you know, like I would probably show Abram, my youngest 11 year old loves to walk around butt naked still, like naked. The other day I took a video of him dancing and he's all like showing his roles and and I Michael goes, You can't share that. And I'm like, Well I'm gonna put a little emoji over his little nakedness. And he's like, Angel, he's (laughs) eleven, not four. And I'm like, but it's so funny. And he goes, Angel, delete the video now. So I tend to be on one extreme where I feel like everybody will appreciate it. Because back in the day when I showed him, he has always loved being there in his birthday suit. And um, I used to share a lot of it and I would just put emoji and people loved it. And he's like, yeah, but he's not that age no more. So my kids, I do respect them. Now that they're older, I have a Nerf campaign coming up with Target and I do ask them. I don't demand them. I'm like, hey, boys, I'd love for y'all. I have to show four Nerf guns. Can y'all all, can you three be in it? Let's just be silly. Because we do Nerf wars in our house all the time. They go in the garage. They've done them outside. Same. The th- two older ones are like, heck no. You ain't taking no picture of us holding a Nerf gun and putting it on social <laughs> I'm like, do we do this? And they're like, no way. People are going to screenshot that and send it. So I do have to be aware of like what I do share now with their teenagers because- They do screenshot and I had to block, when Gideon was in middle school, I had to block a few of his friends from seeing his stuff because they were constantly just teasing him, sending him Mm -hmm. and creating all this stuff. And like, look at him in this picture, just laughing. And he couldn't handle it in middle school. Like he just was like drama. So I am respectful in that sense, but like as a safety thing or as a worrisome part of it, I don't ever get worried so much. I do the minute I see a man follow me, I I make them unfollow me. And I want to keep my percentage. Brands want to see that my percentage of male following is under 10%. Anytime I see a new man follow me, I immediately, did y'all know you can do that? You can make them unfollow you.
0: I I have all of my social profiles private, but Uh as we've ventured into this podcast, I mean, obviously the podcast Instagram is very public. Angelina is very much used to being in the influencer and public space and right. i've i've worked on the brand side with influencers and it's been such an um, such a fun time like it's yeah. one of my favorite things to do they you know they just bring so much light into a brand right but it, it i've always been curious because everyone sort of has a little bit of a different perspective in how they handle their personal life in the public eye and so it's just something interesting to hear different perspectives. I am an Enneagram six, so I am a worry wart about everything and very much a loyalist. So Angelina has been very graceful <laughs> throughout <laughs> this period of, uh, as we've you know gone to launch the podcast, which has been a, an incredibly exciting experience.
2: Right. I can't even understand the worrisome, like, I don't even connect that at all, but I probably should have an ounce of it like where, I should worry and want to protect a little bit more. So I get, I get that. That's actually a good thing. That's a positive thing to an extent, right?
1: It balances, you know, I mean, just like you said, with your husband, you know, having a different, you know, personality type, you balance each other out. So your free spirit can balance out. He's probably, I think my husband's a one, he hasn't taken a test, but I also think that it's very, very budget oriented, very regimented, very, you know, And you and I are like more outgoing, like chatty, like. Right. Right. I think those personalities have to balance. Right. No, yeah.
2: It has to. I know I told him last month. So COVID actually shocked me when it came to, I thought my business would just like flop, you know, but that was, I hit my peak months during COVID because everybody was shopping online Of the most I've ever made. Well, last month I topped all, every, any month I've ever made was my highest and I do have a manager. I don't know if I explained that. I signed with an agency about four years ago, only because I couldn't keep up with everything. And she has goals. They all have goals for me. And so I topped almost doubled the goal they had last month. And um, so immediately talking about Enneagrams, like I'm like, oh my gosh, I ended this month. And I'm like, woo! That is amazing though.
1: Congratulations.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I still get shocked. I'm sure just like, you know, the whole marketing world just blows my mind. I still never... I'm so thankful each month. Anytime I get a campaign, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Wow. You know, like it's just, it's really, it blows my mind. Like it's such a blessing. When like you got old
1: Navy, I was, I was amazed that campaign so, was just, and you were like on their website and was, I'm still birthday wish
2: people sitting there like, Oh, you wish me a happy birthday. They used my little kissy that was in the commercial oh. the kissy part where I was going and my lips are like puckered. It's not even like to me, the cutest but they took two pictures where I'm kissing and they flop, flop them. And I get DMs all the time saying, You
0: wish me a happy
2: birthday. Thank you. You wish me a birthday
1: from Old Navy. Oh my God. Super cool to see, though, like to see you grow and expand and just someone that I know on Old Navy's campaign. How do the kids react to that when it gets that big? How do they feel? They're
2: so like, whatever. I don't, my husband tries to explain to them, y'all don't realize how blessed. And how crazy it is that whenever, so I signed this whole year with J.C. JCPenney am one of their JCPenney fans. And so my, one of my kids has to be included or Mike in every single month. And I was like, yeah, I don't realize they only cho- chose, I think in the second quarter, they only chose a few, but there was like 10 of us families max. Maybe it was just like six of us they chose us to be a part of this. They chose not just me, but my whole family to be a part of this. So I don't think they really get it. You know, my daughter's gotten a little flack now that not that she's 17, but some of her friends have, not her friends, but people have said, like, that was popular because of who her mom is. And that's hurtful. Like, I don't want my kids to ever think that people like them just because of me being a social influencer, social media influencer. But they don't like it in that sense of they don't want people to like them just because they know their mom is popular. You know, like, they are that turns them off. Right.
0: The minute right. anyone
2: brings that up, they're, they're not, they do not feed off of that. My youngest one will come home and be like, mom, some of the girls found you on the internet. And he thinks it's funny, but the minute someone really, they're very protective of me and they don't, and they're protective of that. Like they don't want people to ever look at us because my mom or put me on the gram or They don't like none of that. Like that is a turnoff to them. They're very protective in that sense. So they don't, they think it's cool, but they really are protective in the coolness. You know, like, I don't, it's hard to explain because I'm like, they love it, but then they they don't go around bragging about it or like when other people mention too much of it, you know,
0: that's great. Yeah. Another thing that I thought was so interesting is I kind of feel like you're breaking down barriers for Louisiana too. I mean, people don't think about Louisiana as much as some of the bigger States. Right. And in, in, while your growth, I, I, it makes me so proud to see so much yeah. more coming out of, you know, right. our, our city and our state and, and, you know, cause you're helping to bring more light into, not that you're talking about our city at this necessarily, but right. you know, it shows that there's no barriers to what you right. can do wherever you live. And, um, and I just love that it's exciting. No. Yeah. I think,
2: cause that was one thing, my friends that own district donuts, one of the owners, he's our best friend and he has challenged me. He's like, so what happens when you get grossed? Are you going to move to a different city? I was like, what? No. Like, and that's when I first started. That's what he thought. And I'm like, no, why? And he was like, well, cause I feel like, like bloggers are in Dallas, bloggers are in Nashville, bloggers are in these bigger cities. And I'm like, and I have noticed a bunch of bloggers all moving to Nashville recently. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm proud to be from Louisiana. I'm proud to promote New Orleans. Like I feel like people want, some brands specifically come to me because I'm from Louisiana and they want somebody. I know Texas is a huge, massive blogger world, but um, I've had recently working with Zeebo. They were like, we want somebody from Louisiana because of mosquitoes. So it was really neat. I'm like, some people do brands specifically want our state. And um, I love that I can promote our state in a positive light. I got to work with BB Dakota, and they're big, this was right when COVID happened, the beginning of it, because it was like a ghost town downtown. And they wanted me to go and show the whole, my favorite spots in New Orleans and go around and do different outfits at each one and take a picture of it. And that was one of my favorite campaigns, I think, that brought me so much joy. Me and Bella went around, she followed the camera, and we went into all my favorite lunch spots, boutiques, and I wore a different BB Dakota, and I did a whole travel guide around their brand, but then I got to promote our city. So that to me was like one of my favorite blogs that I had to write. And one of my favorite campaigns, cause it brought in culture, my normal life, cause I love being relatable. And then I got to still promote a brand and doing that. So that was such a fun, I got to promote new Orleans in a positive light. People don't realize how amazing our state is not the weather, but no.
1: well, and then, uh, you know, given that, you guys flooded for Ida. You had, right, a lot of damage. I you you have documented that, kind of talked about that. How, how has that been to put that out there? And what kind of re- reception have you gotten from people?
2: So Ida was our second time flooded. We flooded for Isaac too. So, I mean, the outpouring of love last year, I mean, I could not believe the amount of people, not just locals, but out of state, it was fun to not, I wouldn't say fun, but it was very sweet to go through it with my community that follows along with me.
1: So what what would you say through the, all of this? What is your favorite, I mean, to pick a favorite part, but like through this journey and blogging and Instagram, what what has been the bright spot? What's your favorite part of it all?
2: My favorite part has definitely been the relationship because I'm a seven, again, we'll go back to this. I'm a seven, so I love the, the bond that you create with people. And I would say the relationships and the people that I've been, um, I've grown to love. I've met people from all over the world, I feel like. And some have gotten closer to me. They know my heart already. And some are, you know, there's different levels of connections. But the relationships, even with some of the brands, some of the people I've been working with now for like five years, it's the relationships that I've met through it. And that's if it all ended tomorrow. I would still have all of the bonds and the connections that I have that I've made through blogging.
1: You said, I mean, it's, you've got so much going on. You're so busy. And the fact that you have four kids just amazes me all the things that you do. And, you know, Brandy and I have talked about this over numerous episodes. I know there's really no such thing as a balance, right? But how do you structure your day? How do you handle that for your family and for your work life?
2: Right. So, um, I mean, I still am not perfect at this. So I have learned recently, even again, like Angel, post your Instagram in the morning, be done with that part of it. Then all you do is check your emails, my messages with my manager throughout the day, because once three o'clock hits, y'all know, it's like, I'm picking up a kid. So I mean, Football practice—it's this, it's this, this, and this—and then I'm the one that commits. I don't think of anything about like commit. I commit to all kinds of stuff all the time. Like I'm just like, oh yeah, I can do it. Yeah, I can do it. And they're always like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that. I can, you know. So that part, I'm I'm still learning not to overcommit because I don't want my kids to ever think. That mom wasn't here or mom wasn't a part of this because I'm such a free bird and committed to everything. But I will say, with work, I've definitely learned. Um, I try not to do any of that on weekends. I do my best to like Friday. I don't even like to post on Friday. I don't like my manager knows I don't communicate. She has to text me because Friday I'm done I'm tapping out. Friday, Saturday, Sunday is about my family, and I have gotten really good about turning off. But again, I'm not. If you know the Enneagram, I'm not a three, and I'm not one to try to excel and achieve and achieve and achieve. So I don't battle with that struggle of always having to do something and get better at it. So for me, it's very easy to turn stuff off and just live a free life. I think that I just had to learn how to be better at prioritizing my day and my work is second compared to my kids. And that's what it's always has been second. My kids are first.
0: Such a good reminder. We talk about that quite a bit in terms of balancing work demands with family demands and growing your career and the ambition and I wish I had that free spirit in me.
2: <laughs> I know I was like easier for me. I get it. Like it's no judgment.
0: Well, no. I mean, you just get it sounds like you get to, you know, just breathe. Yeah. And right. enjoy the moment. So As a mom with teens, do you have any advice for listeners with young kids or kids coming of age and, you know, some of the things that you've experienced as, you know, your kids have grown up?
2: Right. I immediately go to like my biggest, because people, this is one thing I do get message a lot about is I have always been an over communicator. I would probably say I'm even like too blunt in terms of like being very open, and so we have open dialogue every day and it's not forced. And so I think I started that when they were younger, just communicating. I know every, every mom says, How was your day? What did you do today? Blah, blah. But I I challenge moms all the time I'm like, you got to dig deeper in that and emotionally connect to a child's feelings and teach them how to express their feelings and those hurt moments. And then given scenarios, I know Bella used to not communicate at all. Like I remember like in middle school, I would just keep saying, tell me, what are you feeling? why are you feeling sad? What's going on? And she'd be like, mom, stop asking questions. And I'm like, no, I need to know your heart. And I, and I mean, I kept doing that. I want to know your heart. I want to know your heart. I want to know your heart. And she eventually clicked. And I'm telling you, when she went to high school in eighth grade, they go to high school, um, our school in eighth grade, she started giving it back to me and wanted to tell me every feeling that was going on during the day with every girl that was there and everything that's, and I think that, if your child doesn't communicate great when they're young, don't give up. Like keep pounding at their heart and make them communicate. My middle son is not a great communicator, but we gave him his word for this year was communication. We had like a word for the year and his word was communication and he's gotten so much better. I won't give up. Like I'm like, Creed, I won't give up. I'm going to keep pounding at your heart and you're going to the point where I don't even have to ask you. You're going to come in the door. And you're going to tell me everything. And that's how my 15 year old is. I'm so blessed. I tell him all the time, your wife's going to love you. She is going to love you because he comes in the door and immediately like starts saying everything that's been on his heart, every feeling, every emotion. And it's not just this football guy did this. It's like, he has, he's a fruit from what I started when they were young. So that has been the greatest gift of being a mom to teens is like having children that love to communicate, but it took work and they don't like to hear everything I say all the time. Like, cause I'm going to eventually give you some advice and I'm going to throw in a scripture. I'm going to throw in what God says about this. And this is what you should do. And they're like, mom, it's not how the world works. I'm like, well, it does work like that. That is what Jesus says. And we're going to do it like that. This is why it's helped me. So they think I'm crazy sometimes, but I will challenge every mom, if they can never give up on communicating, that's going to make your teen years. So far, my teen years have been glorious. I've liked it more than any other age, mothering. No way, really? I, have, I never thought I would say that. So I just feel like, you know, communicating and um, having that safe space for them at a young age only benefits you at teenage years. And my kids feel safe. communicating and it could be they say some stuff that's a little raunchy sometimes and they know (laughs) please but they're very open when it comes to like even down to questions about sexual things anything like that they are safe in our home they will open up about anything and everything
0: love that and i
2: love i I love that we created that and that took work though it wasn't like right you know it's hard it's hard to create a safe space where kids feel completely vulnerable Mm -hmm. And I feel like we have done that. My middle son is getting there. He's just, his personality is not a very vulnerable child, never has been, but he still has the safety here and we are constantly trying to cultivate that communication with him. So
0: I'm going to take two things away. And one of the things that I've, we're learning so much from our guests and we're taking all these amazing nuggets and two things that I'm going to take away and immediately and still with my family is I love the saying, I want to know your heart. I'm going to start using that every day. The second thing is I would really love to learn a little bit more about the word for the year and how you define this word for the year for each person.
2: Okay. So this was funny. My husband, you know, he's always has a plan. He always has a, he's really cute. He's the one that on Sundays we have like a family night and he wants the kids to share their heart in front of everybody. And he wants a spiritual wisdom, golden nugget that you've learned this week. And you have to share with the family. And it's pretty funny to watch teens do this because they get kind of like, well, you know, um, this is what happened. I think God showed me this. But so my husband started a few years ago. Uh, We always do it around New Year's, which is funny. And we, this last year was really fun. We did a bonfire in the backyard, roasted marshmallows. And we just talked about what our former year word was, and it, it could be simple. It could just be something you're aspiring to accomplish that year. And each kid, it's one of my kids, it was just getting more organized. I mean, little simple things like that. It doesn't have to be big. And so it's just a challenge. And so we remind each other during our monthly or weekly family nights, like, you know, remember our word this year, how do you feel like it progressed? So it's just a challenge and um, they can choose whatever it is. And again, that middle son that doesn't communicate very well, we had to tell him what his is because he just doesn't (laughs) emotionally connect to that. So um, it was so funny when we said yours is going to be communication this year. And he goes, that's a good one. And he said, that's a good one. That'll be my year. And I'll learn how to communicate this year. And he agreed with it. So it's really sweet because now they know it's a given that it'll happen again in January that we're going to all get together and have a word for the year. But it's a challenge and it's sweet something special that we
1: have. I'm glad you said that family the family meeting thing. We started doing that just over the last few months on Sunday nights, that's family meeting night and we let the kids, you know, talk about their week, what did you like, what would you change and then we let them have input right. on the schedule and I find it's been really good for their communication and the way we all connect because they, they finally verbally said, I feel like you're always telling us what to do. We want to be able to talk about what we're going to do. And it was just, I said, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, (laughs) so that's great. I'm glad to hear that you've done that regularly and that it's working.
2: Oh, totally. I mean, that's, I I always tell my husband, like, do you remember when we were teenagers, like you always like, you weren't heard. I mean, you did feel like that. So it's like, you got to give them a space where they feel like they're heard. They may not be correct in how they're approaching things or how they're responding to things, but they have to feel like they're heard. And that to me is giving a child respect. Like you're respecting them to be able to voice how they feel or things they'd like to see change. And that was part of, you know, my kid's request was that my boys, and, it, and it's not because I feel like I'm old school and want a meal on the a home-cooked meal on the stove. My boy's request was like, we would love, we love your cooking. We'd love for you to have a meal every night. That's a request of theirs. And out of, you know, it wasn't a demand. During the summers, I give I like take off because we have like swim and it's crazy and ball, baseball, and they hate it. And they just have made it very known that that's part of what they love to come home to. And part of it is the smell in the kitchen, and that brings them like it makes them feel good, it makes them feel like, Wow, mom's caring, you know. And it's not something weird because I don't, I mean, people don't like to cook, more power to you. I don't like it. I do it. It's something that they emotionally connected to me. And we're like, mom, we really love this when you do this. So even down to the simplest of things, communication is so key. That warms my heart.
1: Yeah. We have a segment called, let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. We like these segments because we want um, people to get to know you a little bit more and learn about, about you. So um, our, let me tell you something can really be anything, but something that's like fresh on your mind that you're loving right now. It could be anything from a book to a drink, to a product, like What is something that you would share that you're like, this is, I need this in my life.
0: Oh,
2: dang. Top show right now would be Bachelorette. I know I don't care what people say. It's raunchy. It's bad. (laughs) Love. I've been watching Bachelor and Bachelorette since the first season. And people can say what they want. They're not going to change my mind. Love it. Love, love, love it. I will say I can't live without, I have
1: these Alani's. So this is, this is your go-to, this would be my Alani
2: energy drinks every day. You had to get accustomed to them. She's like a whatever trainer and she created her own workout. And then those are Alani drinks for all of my nutrition people. Two nutritionists told me out of all the energy drinks, that's the only one that they would suggest that I drink. So can't live without that. Currently with 40 year old skin, (laughs) y'all weird. Oh my gosh, y'all. I'm like my neck. Currently, my favorite product for my skin is Iconic. Have
1: okay. you ever heard of Iconic? I haven't. No. Okay.
2: Iconic has this spray and it's so pretty. It's bronze and it looks like there's glitter in it, but there really isn't. And y'all, I sprayed on before I do makeup. I sprayed on before I do my powder and I sprayed on again. And I feel like my face feels better. feels younger. Ooh smoother <laughs> so I, them before I do my powder and my powder ends up like just laying smooth
1: because
2: I don't like I know people think I probably wear a lot of makeup but it's the way I apply it I don't really wear a lot of makeup I wear like five products but it's the way the spray this iconic and I'm actually working with them next month and I was so excited because I'm like there's like three of their products that I absolutely love but this spray for people with older skin I mean not that but y'all know what I'm saying like I haven't
1: old we're not old but I had our a chin changing
2: recently. Like I needed a foundation that had more um,
1: moisture in it Yeah. because my
2: face is drier now. I can't use dry makeup. And so anyway, between that iconic spray and then changing my foundation, it's really, I get excited every day.
0: When I where put do makeup. you find it? Where do you find the iconic spray?
2: So I'm actually going to go on their website. Oh okay. I, don't, I don't think I bought it around like that.
0: We can link
1: to it in our show
0: notes yeah. find it
1: and link to it.
2: Like for me in their lip glosses, when I used it, I went, oh, and <laughs> the feeling of it, there's no taste, there's no scent, there's nothing like that, but the feeling of it feels amazing on your lips. And you know, how some lip glosses dry up quicker. Mm. This one stays longer.
0: Mm, I'm going to try it. Adds to cart.
2: This lip gloss and that spray are two of my favorite products as of lately when it comes to like beauty.
0: Okay. Definitely looking that up. Yes. Yeah. Angelina, what's your, let me tell you something.
1: So I think for me right now, it's a book I'm reading. It's called The Winemaker's Wife. Mm -hmm. I don't know the author, but I do love a good World War II historical fiction. And it is actually the perspective of these champagne sommeliers in France during World War II. And they're having to actually supply the Germans with champagne to keep them happy. And so they're not... A lot of the World War II books I read, they're in like concentration camps or, you know, so this is a different perspective, but it's a lot of relational things, relationship advice, and it teeters between modern day and back then. So mm-hmm. I'm
0: enjoying that book. I like to read and that would be a book that I would say I like if you like historical fiction. What about you, B? I I started watching a show called Loot on Apple TV. Oh. It's with Maya Rudolph. It's a comedy. I love her. Yeah, it's really funny. I'm only about three episodes in, but basically she and her husband were together for about 20 years. She found out he cheated on her, like on her birthday. And then she divorced him. And, um, and so she, but she became like the third richest woman in America because they didn't have, what is that? Um, Oh no, my mind is escaping me. Like when you sign something, you know, before you get married, if someone's a really would. thank you. Thank you. My <laughs> mind escaped me. But she didn't, ha- they didn't have a prenup because they were married before they got really, really wealthy. So she has like billions of dollars and she's trying to figure out her life. So it's really Ooh. funny. And I cute. like her. I'd watch it just for her. She's, in, she's so uh, entertaining. Yeah. We, we're really loving the shows on Apple TV. I
1: don't have, that. we got it for Ted Lasso. Like that Man. was what I, I got into Ted Lasso on Apple TV and that show is Obsessed. just Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's, it's worth like getting you one of those free trials Angel, and seeing. Mm,
2: I have like every TV thing you could think of. I love series though. Like I'm like a series.
0: Mm-hmm. Jo- yeah. This is a series and Ted Lasso is also so yeah. funny. I cannot wait for it to come back. And also for the morning show to come back. Those are my two faves. Oh, the morning show is so good. I know you've mentioned it. I need to add that to my list. That's yeah. Reese Witherspoon and Jen Anderson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, yeah. can't go wrong with that. They're about two seasons in for both Ted Lasso and the morning show. And I think Reese Witherspoon recently posted that they're filming the third. So nice.
1: Exciting. Add to list. So I know we we do Rapid fire with our guests, and I know you've kind of already said like, what's your go to? But what is? We would love to know a little bit more about your everyday. So I know you mentioned that energy drink. Is that what you would say is your go to self care pleasure that you you got to have every day? Every morning,
2: yeah, that's the first thing. I don't really eat breakfast. That's my first thing I have every morning, or I brush my teeth. But today I brush my teeth first, and I don't like to drink my energy drink after I brush my teeth.
1: But. Oh yeah. It's like when you, if you, if you drink orange juice, remember when I was a kid, you'd get orange juice and then you have
2: for the flavor away. Yes. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah.
1: Um, okay. So Alani, we'll add that for people who are interested in finding more about that drink. What is your favorite season and why?
2: Favorite season. Oh gosh. I love every season. Um, but I will say spring probably does have a different it brings up just nostalgic things and memories of like my senior year and like roll, you know, riding around my windows rolled down and just seeing the blooms from the trees. And so I will say probably spring, but I love a good fall. We don't have a good fall no. I'm every year. So I'm going off the subject, but because it was life-changing when I went to Vermont and I saw a real fall, like seriously life-changing.
1: I followed, I remember following that trip that you guys took and I was blown away because for those listening, if you don't know, we're all from the South and the South doesn't see the changing of the leaves. If we
2: didn't fall, fall would be my favorite, but we don't. So spring would be my favorite because I just love... I mean, when you see the trees start having a little blossoms, the leaves blossom out, it just, it does something to my heart. It skips a beat.
1: The way you just described like the nostalgia of high school and spring and the car with the windows down, it made me think of like a country song. I'm like, her life sounds like, oh my God, <laughs> it just of- sounds like a Jason Aldine <laughs> song or something. <laughs>
2: I know there's certain songs I love from the 90s to play and I roll in my windows in the spring and I'm like oh my gosh I remember driving in my civic my hatchback civic with the windows <laughs> down and this song being blaring
1: yeah that's awesome if you could choose the perfect way to spend your day off what would it be
2: so honestly I did think about this I love going downtown New Orleans and finding a cool brunch spot when it feels good outside lunch spot and just spend the day just acting like a tourist down there.
1: Have y'all been to Elizabeth cafe? Yes. Yes. And I went because you posted a picture there and I went to find it. And I said, this place is so freaking cute. I got to go.
2: Yes. Okay. Well, I didn't realize they had one in Austin. So I'm like, next time I go to Austin, I'm definitely going. But like the whole vibe of that, like if I could do that every day of my life, like that would be.
1: Yeah. It's very boho chic. It reminds me of you a lot. Like fits your personality.
0: Yeah, Angel, you'll have to take me there the next time I'm in town.
1: Yeah, I'll take you, or we can go to Austin. I, now we know there's one in Austin. One that's where
2: they're in Austin. I didn't even know that. But somebody messaged me and told me they were like, you have
1: to go to the one in Austin. I was that's like, oh, awesome. I love yeah. Austin. So this is advice that I think a lot of people ask, but everybody has a different answer. And I'd love to know if you could tell your younger self one thing. Now that you're in this space, what would it be?
2: Oh, I actually wrote like a big paragraph to somebody recently on Facebook. It summed up and it was like, to not live to please other people would be my biggest advice to my younger self. I literally wasted so much of my time, my twenties, just living in life to try to please everybody around me. And that is my biggest thing. I always tell my children to am Like, you don't live to please other people. You're kind, you're considerate, but living a life and making choices and choosing to always get everybody's approval and pleasing them is just it robs you of so much joy and experience in life the way you're supposed to. So that is something that I love now. I probably have swung on the whole opposite side of not living a life to please other people, but it is it makes me just experience and enjoy my relationships more, experience in life more, kids parenting. I'm a recovering people pleaser. So I'm like, I've recovered from that and I'm a better person from it. And I wish I could have told my 20 year old self to care less about what people thought about you.
1: I love that advice. I feel like a lot of people, Mm -hmm. we feel that in our forties and I try to tell my kids all the time, what other people think about you is none of your business. Right. That's it.
2: April said that day, he's like, mom, one of my friends said you wear too much makeup. I was like, I don't care. (laughs) I I don't wear makeup. I wear makeup. And he was like, and I was like, what do you want me to do? Stop wearing makeup? Not, I've been wearing makeup since I was in kindergarten. So my <laughs> <laughs> was like, and, but teaching your kids to do that. My gosh, I would have enjoyed my twenties so much more.
1: Amazing advice. I hope we have some 20 somethings that listen in and hear some of these nuggets that people say, because that is resounding for yeah. everybody.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, Angel, this was so amazing and such a pleasure to meet you. I, I know Angelina was so excited and has spoken so many she's shared so many lovely things about you and of course I follow you too on social and your your social feed definitely brightens a day like brightens those mm-hmm. who are following you and you know you just you have I don't know our conversation has just been so enlightening right just about motherhood and tips about motherhood and how to embrace that free spirit, as well as just kind of take life as it comes, because you never know where that's going to bring you. I think that this has been such a phenomenal conversation. Oh, thank you. And I learned some, I definitely learned some things that I want to implement
1: and buy too. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So if people want to follow you on gel, where do they find you?
2: They can find me on Instagram at dashing underscore darling, or my blog is dashingdarlin.com. I don't post on there a lot, but I try to at least once a week, but yes.
1: Yeah. We highly recommend you follow her um, to brighten your day. And we just, we thank you so much. And
0: for for great product tips too. Yes.
1: And the outfits and the the boho chic and just affordable. Yes. All the fit. Yeah.
0: You're just, I love it. Awesome. Well, Angel, have an amazing day, thank an you amazing so weekend, and thank you so much for joining us today. For having me, it was fun.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah, I had a great time. Thanks, girl. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening in.
0: And as a member of our community, we want to hear from you.
1: Follow us on social at Talk Forty to Me podcast and share your feedback on today's topic. How is the conversation relevant in your life? And is there a topic you'd love to
0: hear us discuss? On that note, cheers to aging gracefully, living life to the fullest, and enjoying another day with your besties in life.